Do not blow into the mic. The Sunday Skypers. Burning Beards. Everyone's situated. Uh, I have my notes in order. Uh, shall we take a look at our beliefs? Slate, are you are you satisfied with your convictions? Mm-hmm. So, still want to retrieve glowstone for the spider? You still want to keep Flint safe? And you want to search for ancient knowledge in the tombs? Cool. And Flint, you're still interested in looking into Unlove's deal, protecting Slate, and keeping drunkards out of trouble? I, I assume silence implies affirmative. Uh, silence implies I was muted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I'm happy with the way I got this set up. Cool. And, uh, yeah, finding something of value uh, in the uh, brewer's tomb, that's new for Fandral, so I assume that's something you want to do. Oh, hold on. Okay, all right. I see. Different uh, um, stuff. So helping Ulfkill about getting some, some brewing secrets out of the, the tomb uh, is a different deal. I see what you mean. Whether or not it helps us fight the dragon, it's it's good for the dwarves in general. Right. Looks good. Uh, so Ulfkel, making sense of what's in the tomb is the purpose of the top belief? Yep. Okay. And then uh, some sort of war engine stuff. Uh, what happened to retrieving Nog recipes? That's no longer a belief? That is, I think, on hold right now. Yeah, I put it on hold. We are... In a brewer's tomb vault. Well, I could add that in there. Um, we'll search the tomb of Ostig, searching for lost, lost uh, Nog recipes. Mm. Ostig, not Ostig. Okay, let's uh, let's start with Slate, since we we left him in the infirmary, quote unquote, wing of camp last time, and he had just aided uh, Stonebones in. Preventing a potentially fatal poisoning uh, of Bruno. You're aware that uh, the rest of the dwarves have uh, gone off to, back to the tomb. You were there at the tombs. You know where it is. It's not a you know big deal uh, going back if that's what you intend. But there is also the consideration that maybe there's something up with stone bones. Yeah, uh, I'm thinking maybe there is. He behaved kind of oddly, like he didn't recognize you at first when you came in. And he was sitting and, and, you know, considering his chirurgeon tools in a creepy, creepy way, uh, neglecting his patients. So there's that. So, so, uh, let's frame the scene as, uh, you know, you've, you've, you've washed up after, uh, dealing with the, the horrible, uh, treatment of Runa and what's, what's Slate, um, what's Slate interested in doing at the moment. Stomo seems to be himself at, at the, right now anyway. He's caring for her. Yeah. Well, right now. I think I want to keep an eye on him. Okay. Do you want to make that a priority this session? Yes. Okay. We should definitely write a belief about that then. I don't know what you would like to put on the back burner, though. Do you think this is more important at the moment than getting glowstone? Or is the, are the tombs less important? Uh, or Flint, maybe, because he's not here. Because the tombs are less important. Okay. So your belief is something is wrong with Stonebones, and I will get to the bottom of my mentor's strange behavior. That's That's fantastic. Uh, yeah, you're in the infirmary. Stonebones is there. The patients are there. Uh, dog is there. And, uh, you know, the, the immediate, like, panic, panicked treatment is over and you've 
washed up. What do you do? How do you go about this pursuing this belief? You know, I'm going to straight up ask him, you know, what's going on? Thinking back to the scene we had and his confusion, I, I think he'll uh, carefully let go of the hand, uh, Bruna's, one of Bruna's hands he's been holding, and he, he lays it on her uh, on her chest and steps away from the cot. He says, that's that's something we should definitely get to the bottom of. I don't know how this ha- could have happened. I'm sorry if I, I was rude with you earlier. I was just afraid. It's not the rudeness I'm concerned with. No, yes, no, uh, of course not. He seems very, like, he seems ashamed, right? As if, like, uh, this type of neglect has never happened to him. Uh, he's he's raking his fingers through his hair, uh, going, I, I don't know how this could have happened. Who who could have done this? Do I tell him it's him, or do I not? Well, I mean, that's your going theory, I guess. At the moment. Yeah, what do you do? Try to look around, see if he could have taken something. Okay, or... do you want to look through his... Uh, his stuff and his little his little nook here. Yeah, because he doesn't seem to be paying much attention to me. I will definitely look through its his little nook. Why don't you test perception? Okay. Uh, and we're gonna make it an op three. Quick question: uh, Do you need to state consequences and other fun stuff like that? On failure, uh, or am I getting my systems confused? No, no, no. Uh, that's a that's a good point. I could, and I probably should. Um, if you succeed, you're gonna get some uh, information, valuable information. You know what? Upon closer examination of the situation, let's make it a graduated test. So, no, uh, the obstacle is gonna be one, right? And the more successes you get on your perception test, the more you're gonna start piecing together. So, before you roll, if you succeed, you're gonna get information. If you get no successes, then, yeah, you may end up in a situation where uh, Stonebones takes offense at your, um, you know, why are you pawing through my stuff? I don't have any art to spend, so. You don't? Well, uh, I, I mean, that's up two. to you, of course. <laughs> I have two, thanks, yeah. but yeah. It's likely that you'll get at least one success. Yeah, and you got four, so so you take the opportunity when, when Stonebones is uh, preoccupied to start looking over his little uh, nook. He has a makeshift table. Uh, he has his chirurgeon equipment. Uh, he has some kind of primitive, uh, on-the-go medicine-making, a little medicine-making kit, glass uh, uh, bottles, uh, and uh, over some coals and so forth, right? Not over coals, but like he has a little metal pan and, and bottles and such. Uh, yeah, kind of like a portable apothecary. Like, And looking through all of these things, there seems to be a prominent... Just the, the way it is arrayed, uh, it seems that he has been focusing a lot on, A, his corrosion tools, which include all kinds of like uh, little uh, knives and scissors and sewing, sewing equipment and such, saws, and this apothecary set. Uh, and there's a a variety of stuff here, like cave fungus, uh, dried grasses, you assume. Uh, you could have a, a closer look at the, the ingredients he's been using. Uh, Do I want. know enough about the ingredients he's been using to know what they are? Uh, you have herbalism, yeah, sure. If you want to have a, an idea of what you're dealing with here, um, identifying what he's been cooking, then that would be herbalism. Don't roll yet, though. I'm, I I, I got to do some page flipping in the ye old okay, <laughs> I think uh, what you're looking for is an obstacle four test. If you succeed here, 
you're going to figure out exactly what it's been doing. If you fail, uh, I think you're still going to get an idea. But again, you'll take more time. It'll take a little more time figuring it out. And so you're going to end up being confronted by uh, stone bones. Like it's not going to be in a, yeah, same, same kind of consequences that, as the previous test. So okay. far, he's still preoccupied, but uh, that may change. Considering you have three dice in herbalism, I don't know if you have any other skills that you can fork. I also throw in my <clears throat> my last two persona. Yeah, I think for the intent you're going for, you could you could uh, fork in cooking. Um, I'll be nice. Oh, hey, look at that! And you have three sixes. Why don't you spend a fate? Yeah, I'll spend a fate to explode those. So two more successes. That's pretty consider considerable. Three successes above the obstacle. You recognize uh, a few of these concoctions individually, like they might be used to, you know, uh, drive out toxins or to sedate or um, put someone to sleep. But he's mixing a lot of these, and the amounts he seems to be mixing them in uh, are outright deadly. Okay, so why is he mixing them in that concentration? That's a good question. Mm. Well, you certainly just found some um, some uh, pretty damning evidence of, of his activities. Could confront him with them, but it might not be the best idea in the world. I'm definitely going to jot that down somewhere. So you're, you're uh, looking over these things and you're making your notes, and uh, Ella, the um, you may remember that, I think it was Froomey Lightfoot who had a not a fair, but he had an interest in one of the kind of kind of camp follower dwarves, and uh, you see her walking in or limping in rather. Stonebones uh, looks up from a bruning and goes to greet her, and they have a little uh, conversation. And she points to her foot, and and you know Stonebones shows her to her cot and starts having a look. Then he comes over to you, and since he's busy with you know doing his work, he doesn't seem to take note of the fact that you've been poking around his stuff. And he uh, says, oh, uh, would you mind having a look at uh, Ella's wound? Maybe cleaning it up a little. Uh, I'm just going to uh, make a poultice. She dropped uh, dropped an axe on her foot. Shouldn't be too bad, but uh, I think we should uh, definitely uh, put some healing herbs on it for safety's sake. I think I'm going to tell him I should make the poultice. <laughs> he furrows his brow and says, well, no, uh... Slate, you should go clean the wound. I will take care of the poultice. Uh, I'm going to have to confront him, aren't I? It's up to you. you. I mean, you could attempt to persuade him, I guess. Court's persuasion is not going to work with him. I know that already. Yeah, I guess uh, I, I guess I will, like, straight up confront him. And I am not well enough to do Slate's voice right now, so I'm just going to... Slate gonna... voice? What? <laughs> yeah, he has a voice I've been working on, but I am All not right. well enough to do it right now. Cool, cool, cool. No worries. He's going to go up to him because... Unless you want to poison her, I think you better let me make the poultice. What are you on about, Slate? He's going to explain that the concentrations of the stuff that, is, that was, on the, the, uh, was on the table are near lethal levels. And, you know, he pushes past you and like, oh, that's preposterous. And he looks down at them and, and squints at them and, and pokes around, stirs around in one of the pots with his finger and it's like, he stops and he's uh, he goes through this like that can't be right kind of um, body language and then he turns around and he says I I must have just dozed off or something that's 
This cannot be intentional. Dwarf, honest dwarf's mistake. For that many chemicals? For that many medicines? I'll be frank, I don't have a good explanation. I must simply have dosed off. It's nothing. Then maybe you need to go sleep. Hmm. That is a pretty good argument. You can see well, I'm going to add something. I'm going to add something. Sure. Maybe you need to go sleep before you hurt someone. <laughs> I think given the evidence and, and your assertion, I'll give you two bonus dice if you want to. I'll give you two advantage dice if you want to kind of persuade him into seeing the wisdom of this. Oh, God. What would I use for that, though? Could be course persuasion, right? You know, hand on his shoulder. You know, you... Could hurt somebody, you know that. Yeah, I could also use soothing platitudes, but... I suppose, I suppose. And honestly, I could fork in Kyurgy because we're both Kyurgens. Let me use Coarse Persuasion and fork in... in yeah, you, can, you, can, you could fork yeah. in soothing platitudes. You could also fork in herbalism, for sure, because you have which the evidence there. Which one's going to give me a better... To, which one's going to give me a better result? Uh, well, I think it is Coarse Persuasion. I don't think soothing platitudes would be for convincing him that it's a good day, thing to... Well, Kyurgy would definitely yeah. be good for convincing him. Like I said, we're both Kyurgens, and he's going to respect... What science says, essentially. I'll let you do either uh, either herbalism or curagery, but it's going to result in a one-die fork either way. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll use curagery then. Of course, persuasion, forking, curagery. So you start with a mod of one because you have re re recovered one wound die, and the sheet does not uh, allow for us to note that. Uh, and then you get two advantage dice, so three, and then you're forking in curagery. And soothing platitudes, so Four. two more. Or five, so five modifiers. Okay. Uh, and the ob is going to be three in this okay. individual instance. Cool, so we got five, six, six. So three successes uh, and a six that you could explode. Uh, I'll explode that. Well, two sixes, actually, they could explode. You've met the obstacle. However, I've met it? Oh. Uh, yeah, no I'm, I'm going to yeah. save it. I'm going to yeah. save. Okay, so it's a routine test. All right, it's three routine then. Uh, which means you ding and go up to course persuasion okay. three. You you can see him chewing on his lip a bit as if, but I have work to do, this kind of thing. But then he shrugs and he, uh, you know, shakes himself and goes, all right, all right, maybe you're right. Maybe I am a little overworked. I could use a few hours. Wake me if there's anything uh, really terrible going on. And don't forget that poultice. I won't go sleep. So he trundles off to his cot and uh, and we have the waiting um the waiting ella uh, over on her cot but uh we're gonna cut over to the other dwarves as you go to do your your chores right so the scene is uh, right outside of the wastig's uh, blackstone brewer's tomb with a uh, the totemic sealed uh, fantastical door having opened inward split and opened inward and and wastig having invited at least vandral <laughs> we see the dwarves standing there in the glow of something of a hall or a t imagine a tomb version with a little less gold of the golden hall you discovered mm -hmm. a while ago a long while ago right it's a uh, kind of a, a half and half greenish mountain crystal and gold um well you know gold. when you have a thin gold, oh, gold layer, leaf Gold leaf. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's all covered in like, well, not all covered, but a good deal is covered in, in gold leaf and gold relief with mm -hmm. the same kind of, not exactly the same, but a similar style 
Oh, I'm sorry, Ari. All right. I'm glad we got to resolve some uh, some uh, Stonewall stuff. Talking to yourself because he's left. Okay, then. <laughs> All right. So, uh, and uh, you're, you're looking into, uh, how to put it, a um, welcoming space, if you will. It seems to be a place where dwarves would go in. They would uh, either leave an offering or probably both, actually. They would leave an offering of some kind, and then they would wash themselves in one of the founts in the walls uh, before heading into the tomb or hall itself, which uh, has this like big carbon uh, gold leaf covered uh, door or double door. Uh, and mm. the whole the whole thing is, is carved with the archaic dwarf uh, scenes of uh, revelry. And Dwarf and Wastig, orgies, yeah. yeah. Wastig steps in. The Nog, um, mystic Nog stuff that he's been enmeshed in or gelled inside. It's sort of, as soon as he crosses the threshold, it just drops to the floor in a splat. And it goes back to being just the Nog you poured on the, on the door. And you're ah. left with this kind of just half see through indistinct ghost shape of the man mm-hmm. or dwarf rather. What do you do? I'm looking over at the prince. Remember, you're drunk as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> We're, uh, you know, at Dragon in Scoria, and, you know, we need something to help get him out of Scoria or kill him or something. Got anything that'd help in here? This is nice. Hey. <laughs> Ooh, watch your step, my lord. There's Nog on the floor. There's Nog in my beard. <laughs> So Wastig faces you, and he says, Do I have something? I have the best something. Inspiration! As he flings his, you know, arms wide up, as if to indicate the whole, you know, fantastical interior that you can't entirely see because there's a door in the way. Come, come! Uh, And he uh, goes toward the door and extends a hand as if he's, like, going to open it, but then it opens before he reaches it, just with a clang and you're greeted to an even more you know you exactly the same kind of style uh with the gold and the green mountain crystal you, you get the sense that this was probably made by some really seriously talented mason dwarves everything mm-hmm. seems to be like uh, it's like you entered a different world almost like it's not at all like the stone in the in the cavern beyond that you came out of I have an, enough sense of mind, maybe, to walk over to the font and splash my face a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> sure. That didn't help. The other dwarves you have with you, they're kind of like stepping in slowly in, in a combination of greed and awe. Turn around and put my hands on my hips and go, This, this is the tomb of Wastig. Don't you put your greedy mitts on anything here. <laughs> you, you can see that they're tracking filth onto the <laughs> like oh. immaculate floor. Wipe your feet before you come in. There's the font. Go wash your... F- oh, look at my feet. Oh, dear God. Take my boots off and wash them in the font. Oh, dear. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Flint, this is going sideways. <laughs> It's for ablations. We're supposed to be clean when you come in here, you know? So what you can see beyond is odd combination of, like, it's almost like a, like if you take an Irish funeral wake and you make it into this, like, overblown Valhalla type uh, situation, right? So there's this kind of central sarcophagus, for lack of a better term, that's completely drenched in gold. There are seats around it in in the mountain crystal style. They have, you know, gold backing and and uh so forth and there's there are troughs 
like long, deep troughs uh, that go b- around the kind of central um, sarcophagus and uh, behind the seats that face it. There seems to be some sort of integrated, like, I don't know the term exactly, but like spigot-like mechanisms in the wall so you can like turn that will fill the troughs. Each and every seat has an ornately carven uh, silver cup right there, uh, like on one of the armrests. And, and Wasti is like, come, come, I invite, invite you all. Drink, drain, turn the taps. Uh, you know, and he, he's like, eh, suddenly, <laughs> I don't mean suddenly, like this is him. Uh, but, you know, he's completely in his element, like pointing you this way and that way. The tap full inspiration. <laughs> yeah, Wasti goes into a whole like tirade about courage and, and uh, inspiration and uh, all the best of Dwarfendom stories. And then he launches into a story about the first time he tasted the a nog uh, in his youth. Forthwith went forth to uh, you know defeat several trolls and bed seven maidens in seven minutes and so forth. Well, you know, some of us don't last as long as we're young. <laughs> At least he's entertaining. That might have been an insult, but he thinks it's hilarious. Remember, yeah. he's also drunk in a spiritual mm. sense. So he's in good spirits then. <laughs> so. I'm looking around at the scenes, and is this the rest of the tomb, or is there more? Yeah, I mean, it's 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 huge, overblown, tall ceilinged, uh, fantastical. The mountain crystal itself seems to give off a kind of glow. Wastig <laughs> himself, just entering the room, seems to bring some sort of like supernatural presence, light that just blinds and glimmers and everywhere. Serial no glow. Better. You might suspect that there's some kind of you know filthy elf magic going on here. Totally dwarven magic. <laughs> now, all the scenes being depicted on the walls are, are various fest- festivals, dwarves, fe- you know, drinking and having yes. fun. Yes. I'm sort of feasting. I, I gingerly put a finger on a spot that's not covered in gold and sort of look at. And I turn to him. Where be your recipes? <laughs> <laughs> he looks at you like, oh, the mediocre one. Well, I and I <laughs> wish to become better than mediocre. I'd like him to get better so he can make some better nog for me. Aye. Well, taste inspiration then, and tell me how did I make it? And he points you to one of the taps. I'm gra- uh, yeah, I'm not going to waste. I grab a silver silver mug, go over w- wavily, and open the tap and pour it just a little bit in. I'm not going to waste it. Swirl it, sniff it. I'm definitely doing my taster thing. Swish it around the old mouth. Was that beer appraisal? Because that's the closest thing. There's no nog appraisal. I can't fork in grain appraisal and nogger. Uh, I'd, I'd give you beer wise as well if you want to. The obstacle here is three. Uh, it's not usually three. It's usually one. Uh, however. You are very drunk and bad drunk in the sense of like you can taste a little vomit in the back of your mouth. And this is not your average thing, right? This is not your your usual dwarven fare. So, okay, got plus three for my forks. I'm going to spend one persona. So I got beat a three. You have a six if you want to really like super impress the dude. Oh, yeah. Nope. Two over, at least. (laughs) I'm picturing, uh, yeah. like, the drunken master version of Drunken Brewer. <laughs> Ooh, this is an ancient grain. Oh, I think it came from, and I rattled off someplace farther mm-hmm. south. You charge your barrels when you when you aged the nog. Hmm. But it wasn't oak. Mahogany? 
Ooh. And go through and just, you know, rattle off the things, give them a, a base percentage of, of alcohol, or at least parts. Yeah, we can say this is strong. That would be the level of like chemical know how. Wostig raises an eyebrow and he has this maniacal grin on his face and he looks over to Fandor and says, The mediocre one maybe has potential. He's not entirely stupid anyway. Nope. Not, not entirely. Not entirely. <laughs> Here, son, have some of this. And he points you to a different tap of kelp. I finish off the bit I got in my art. The first one, I finish it off and I go over and get a little bit more. I'm right. being more of a connoisseur right now, just getting this enough to taste. <laughs> In between directing the other dwarves to go to uh, to the taps and enjoy themselves, what sort of um, grain craft are you asking of me? And he's, he's asking both of you, like Fandral and, and Ulfkill. Dragon, we got to get rid of the dragon. Grain craft, I don't know from grain craft. I talked with an ancient brewer, long dead, and he told me that there was a nog that would defeat the dragon, but it had a terrible cost. Okay, so he goes into this, like, big, like, oh, you mean Bjorregen? Yes, 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 of course. Well, it only has a terrible cost if you're terrible at it. Of course, I know exactly the trick. And he, you know, fingers his nose, like... Taps his nose. Yeah. Give him a big smile and raise my mug to that. <laughs> from what I got from him, we're going to pay a cost no matter what. But this, what if you the cost may vary. You must have misunderstood it, mediocre one. That sounds like Ulfkel. <laughs> I may have. <laughs> the prince is so generous. Like, yep, yep, that's true. <laughs> that Maybe the beer talking. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> now uh, it just comes all, all all spilling out. Right? What's Flint doing while they're they're going about their like the conversation here? He is totally doing the mother hen thing keeping the whole party somehow at the same time from desecrating the tomb and letting uh Ufkel focus on what Ufkel does well fretting and going like don't put that down don't watch your feet in that <laughs> I, I just sitting in the, in the background just like sit up straighter he says show some respect so he is totally the anti-wasting okay <laughs> I, I think in that case like He's about to say something like useful in regards to what you're looking for there, but then he's like, like he looks over to Flint at what he's doing with the other dwarves there, and what's wrong with the twig dwarf? He just needs a little bit to drink. He's a little uptight. The dragon has him worried. <laughs> he's the sober one of our party. Oh, there's always one, <laughs> and he gives he gives Flint like a <laughs> side squint. <laughs> I can't trust him. <laughs> Grab another one of the, the tankards and fill it up. And here, Flint, have a bet. It's great. That may be the one that makes you good with the ladies. They all make you good with the ladies, Wostick. So, uh. sip it. So <laughs> yeah, it's said, pretty says, good. Right, okay. So pretty good. To, to uh, Fandral and Ulfkel, I will teach you the trick to be Oregon's nog. I will do my best, Master, to replicate it. Yeah, I think he gave, gives off one of those, like, awkward <laughs> belly laughs again. <laughs> Half of it is maybe like, yes, glory, the be the Nog will come back into the world. And half of it is like, yeah, I'd like to see you try. <laughs> oh, the same here, too. I would see myself try, too. We see him, unless there's, like, uh, you want to prod him for something particular now. He's going to lay his ghostly arm across uh, Ovkil's uh, shoulder. He's going to pull him aside and start talking to him. And, and this, this mm. 
it's almost this like what we were if this were like a movie kind of thing we we'd see him like talking and there would be this experience of you know when gandalf talks to animals in the in the movies like it's just like <laughs> right and we're not really clear on what he's saying or how it's getting into Ulfkill's brain but like mm-hmm. something you know there's a guild no yeah we have the dwarven <laughs> brewers guild uh, no no, no, no this is way oh. like this is not like Oh, here, here's oh. the secret guild speech. <laughs> Brewers can't. Yeah, yeah. Not, not Brewers can't. This is much more like supernatural and like having something imparted to you in a non-traditional fashion. Oh, uh, so he basically is directly feeding the information to my brain, is what no. you're saying. <laughs> oh, okay. No, no, no. He's filling your spirit <laughs> with the knowledge you need. <laughs> Pouring the knowledge of his words into you. It's much in more blood. Much <laughs> mystical, metaphysical kind of thing, right? So he's possessing me then. In a sense, yeah. <laughs> Did I get any bonus dice for that then? When I do try to make the nog? That may very well be a thing. So I'm just listening and nodding and nodding and sipping the nog I got. And I might raise a finger. Then then he immediately tells you why he wants to do it that way. It's like, I'm not really participating in the conversation, am I? No, it's not a conversation. Well, I mean, you may be nodding. I mean, you may have a sense of like, oh, I had a conversation. But you don't know what you said when he's down there. Uh, And then he sort of slaps you on your back. Uh, with a ghostly paw and goes back to reveling with the rest of the dwarves. Uh, he goes up and dances on his sarcophagus. Well, he can. <laughs> <laughs> it's like having your cake and eat it too. Yes, I am going to dance on my own grave. <laughs> Since he want, walked me off in a different direction, what else is in here? There are a lot of carvings you could study. There are, uh, I mean, there's the tomb itself, of course. Uh, and by that, I mean the sarcophagus. But this room is basically it, or is there, are there other yeah, rooms? Yeah, but it's it's like two uh, large school cafeterias uh, and, and twice the height, right? It's like this overblown, fantastical stone version of a Saxon Mead hall. beer hall kind of thing. Yeah. Right? Well, he was getting knowledge imparted to him. I probably would grab like Flint's shoulder and go over to like the, the carvings and stuff on the, the walls and try to see if I can identify any of the stuff from from history or legend and explain it all to Flint because he needs some schooling on this sort of thing. <laughs> what are on the, the walls here? Anything really interesting? Or You start looking over the walls uh, and the carvings. There are a number of obviously, you know, uh, revelry type imagery. Uh, there's also like one panel, which is just, uh, it seems to be a chronicle of Wostig having drinking contests with other races and them failing horribly. Ah, that's it, Wostig. <laughs> Those are trolls. Oh yeah, they're they're like trolls. They're goblins, elves, uh, <laughs> men, uh, some sort of rat people. Probably like some other. You're not sure if all of these actually exist or if they're like just fable creatures. There's even like a, a drinking with a serpent and the serpent vomiting. Yeah, so anything that a dragon would drink that it can't tolerate would be wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> A terrifying war engine that is essentially a a fire truck full of nog. (laughs) (laughs) If it works. What's your intent here? Uh, Are you you, uh, trying to decipher some form of history or or get a hint for like uh, this would be 
tell me your intent. I want to learn any uh, bits of, of useful or interesting history. If it's something that would either help in our battle or lead us to something that would be useful to you know lead us somewhere else where there might be something that'll help us, I'm looking for that. Uh, and he also just has a, has a general knowledge of interesting uh, dwarven history and the legends of our people that he he can pick up a little bit. That's good, too. Uh, I wonder if I would call this research. I mean, it is a type of library. Let's call it research, which is based on perception, if you don't have it, or if you're currently opening it. If I'm opening it, I can't fork in my ancient history. Not if you're opening it, no. I can't squeeze an advantage die out of you because this is stuff that I have you know, been uh, interested in studying for most of my life. Not in this instance. However, How about if the sober one helps? However, you have partaken of Wastig's Spirit Nog, which is inspiration, perhaps in its purest form. So I will give you one advantage, Dai, for being horrifyingly drunk and understanding the drunken language of <laughs> 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 the drunken logic of, uh, of uh, this tomb. You just defocus your eyes and it's like three-dimensional. <laughs> <laughs> You, you could also, of course, recruit Flint in, uh, in aiding you using the same skill. Flint is interested. Absolutely. Okay. And Flint is learning research as well. Is that, is that a thing? Yes. Yes, I am. Can I fork in something I'm learning? Or uh, would... No, no, no. You're going to help, but it's going to count as a test. So ah. you can just mark one pip and you're going to give two dice, I think, because your perception is five to Yay! Vandal. For Fandral's role. Uh, now, Four eyes are better than two. I don't think it's terribly obscure in terms of picture language. I'm going to say three. Throw in a persona. Uh, if you succeed, obviously, you're going to get some, some sort of actionable lead. If you don't succeed, you'll get something, but it may be uh, doubtful of doubtful use. Oh, hey, look at that. Cool, cool, cool. You have a six if you want to get a slightly better uh, deeper. Sure, we'll try. No, just one over. I think I think you you walk around the interior of the tomb, uh, and and you look at the reliefs, and you're drinking a little. That's an that's an elf. You you see those all the time, right? In your your dreams, right, Flint? <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> Do you recognize that one? That's a very good question. I mean, how detailed are these reliefs? Well, the more you drink, the more realistic they are. <laughs> <laughs> They're, they're fairly, like, stylized, right? So it's more like, yeah. this is a dwarf, this is a... Although they, it, the differentiating point is more like, this one has an odd helmet, this one has an axe, this one has a hammer, this one has a tankard, right? Pointy ears, yeah, sure, elf. Yeah, 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 well, the elves obviously also are slender and useless. And I don't know, maybe to your surprise, you come across a whole panel that seems to be... And by panel, I mean, like, a whole, like, dwarf-sized gold relief carving of depicting Gothar. Uh, it's pretty clear because he has a badass hammer. <laughs> the first, you know, kind of picture is like him uh, drinking some nog. There's a whole, I don't know how to describe it, like a, a kind of landscape spread, very heroic and majestic where um, he is facing some sort of winged lizard thing, probably a dragon, like it's kind of stylized. And he has... He has uh, something behind him, like um, uh, I, I think it's actually like almost like a comic strip, right? So that you start with the top and then 
there's a there's a section below that and below that and so it starts with him just kind of he's he's obviously drunk because that's the theme of this um this tube that's the first kind of thing and then he faces the, the dragon and then he's like he's raising his uh, hammer against the dragon and there's something indistinct behind him and then there's a host of dwarves behind him, but they don't have any legs. It's like they're just, it's like they've uh, materialized out of uh, thin air or out of the stone or something. And he's kind of the head of the van of these, this like little army of dwarves, legless dwarves who all have, you know, axes and spears and such. And the final bit is um, a dead dragon uh, with Gothar dying uh, beside it. And all of these like ghostly shapes are, um, they're kind of like, uh, they have their hands raised around the dragon and above there's, there's the carving of that, the pendant you've, um, you have around your neck, uh, that shape anyway. And it seems like something is, is like drawn up out of Gothar into the pendant. That'll sober you up. Probably have pulled it up out and then looking at it, you know, comparing it. Oh, Flint, it's just like that. Yes, it is. A little piece of Gothar, which I absolutely am hating, dreading, <laughs> grinding my teeth about. Because I, I look at the glowstone, I look at the uh, the mural, and this is like, damn, I'm gonna have to betray someone. <laughs> I don't say that out loud, mind you, because I'm sober. See, we Gothar needed the help of dwarven spirits to help him, and we get the help of Gothar's spirit. I agree. So we're good. <laughs> His hammer would be nice. Yes, it would. Gracious Wastig, you know, do you uh, know the resting place of this hammer? You know, Wastig stops dancing and he kind of jumps down from his tomb. And uh, yeah, there's a kind of like indistinct quality to his feet uh, where you're like, hmm, like hmm. the carving and him, like, um, that's kind of like, yeah. Same-ish. And he comes over and he uh, squints at the, the carving and he says, Oh, a sad day, a sad day. But I am not sad because I have inspiration. And he drinks some ghostly. The big, like, uh, nog uh, cup that he had before materializes and he, like, drinks. The carvers did not have the heart to carve it, but that hammer was stolen away. Stolen? What foul thief would dare? Yes, when... When uh, you don't drink, Wastig says, foul things creep into a dwarf's mind, and he becomes possessed with greed. And someone, a nameless someone, sold this hammer away, perhaps to the human lands, in exchange for uh, some land, I assume, or something useless like that. A dwarf that doesn't drink stole it? <laughs> We all look at Flint. <laughs> no, 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 no. Since we know who this is, is that damn, uh, oh, great, no, I drew a blank on his name. <laughs> the uh, dwarf that was uh, sidled up to the humans. Gombi told us about a crazy dwarf that wasn't, that they said didn't drink. It. Right. This, this, though, is an image that, you know, goes back up way, way far oh, yeah. back in, in history, though. So it wouldn't be the same dwarf necessarily. Very unlikely, in fact. Um, but you uh, live ages and ages. Sure, but you know the, the blood of of this dwarf. I would not be surprised if it was directly connected to what's his face. Yeah, the Tensi, and you you certainly have a more contemporary example of of some somebody 
essentially selling out the dwarven heritage and land and possessions for his own wealth, right? That bastard Dooney. Yes. Thank you! <laughs> and of course, he drinks, but this is Wastig's uh, estimation, so... He didn't seem to like Nog much. <laughs> Maybe not as much as you or, or Ulfkel. <laughs> To be fair, you only ever saw him drink beer, not Nog. There may be something wrong with him, in fact. (laughs) Sure there is. (laughs) Many things wrong. That's what you get out of Wasty. He doesn't have, like, a specific, uh, like, oh, it was this guy, and he went here. Uh, Like, it's rather like, uh, this was a shameful thing, and it was kind of hidden, or it wasn't recorded. But, I mean, the, the danger's over, right? So it's not like they desperately needed that hammer even though uh, the symbol persisted i think maybe uh he he uh, might suggest that uh, you know if you know any humans or elves or something that maybe you should ask them if they have any stories pertaining to this hammer and all my favorite elves are dead there's <laughs> that weirdo that lives outside that hut lady uh the Arne's people and her servant who she said knew the human stories Yep, he knew the doctrine better than she did. I shouldn't say that. He knows the doctrine better. And uh, <laughs> in, the, in the odd event that he's not around anymore, then that would be unfortunate. Well, then, have you managed to pound some uh, brewing knowledge into Ofkel's skull there? Looking at uh, Moss Dig. I'm actually looking for carvings to show him actually brewing anything. <laughs> I see lots of drinking. I don't see him uh-huh. actually yeah. practicing the craft. No, there's actually a, you don't find a single panel of anybody like actually in the, in the detailed sense. I mean, you get like the you know, images of brewers bringing yeah. barrels or something, but, but you don't mm. get like uh, the procedure kind of like you, you know, you imagine like a, a picture of, uh, barbecue you don't you don't see like uh and here's how we slaughter the cow yeah but he is a brewer you would imagine somewhere i mean yeah i'm thinking of like the uh ancient egyptians they you know well they may skip in some places we definitely know how they mummified mummified their dead because they showed us how how they did that sure sure. yeah so i'm just wondering anything like that here mustig where be your recipes for posterity waving my hands around he throws back his head and he laughs and he looks to Fano and he says, this one is hopeless. At least he, I've given him the knowledge so that he won't mess up the Bjorregen's Nog. I know many Nogs, but I don't see you anywhere here making it. That's because you're blind. And he <laughs> does a stabby motion with his fingers and his eyes. And, and then he does a little pantomime of like walking around blind. And I, I laugh. That's so wolf girl. <laughs> I see you drinking. I see you bringing the beers and the nogs, but I don't see the making. There's almost a snap change in in Wastig, and he kind of wishes over to you. He's holding you by the shoulders. His eyes are going kind of all around you, like Mm -hmm. he's suggesting something. And he says, see and no, mediocre one. Uh Uh-oh. Is he giving me beer sight? Oh, my God. <laughs> nope, that's all he's doing. Like He's suggesting that you should apply some sort of maybe faculties. or uh, Wouldn't this be something along the line of either beer appraisal or nogger? Oh, my God. Flint just walks over, still sipping, just sipping, not guzzling, sla- slaps Gellon <laughs> back, says, use your heart. Oh, my God. <laughs> I walk over to a spigot, open it up, and, let, and wait until it's just about full, close it, and down it. 
And now I'm going to see if I can look and see this. So what, what would that be? Well, let me test beer appraisal with uh, Nogger Fork and Beer Weiss. And uh, it's it's a graduated test, so ob- obstacle is one. So I got two. Do you want to spend Persona? Yeah, I'll spend Persona on this. Hmm. Uh, so as the nog starts flowing through you, uh, into your belly, into your veins, maybe you have a little flashback to Paul, like when you were a younger apprentice, shaking a stick at you and going, no, 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 tell me what it contains. And you're sitting there with like a b- bunch of cups in front of you. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm trying, sir, I'm trying. You know. Yeah. And then you're like, oh. The lexicon is all around you. It's right there. It's alive. It's not a dusty tome or or a a stone tablet or something. It's actually here. Could I throw in this little bit here? The recipes are there. All these festivals and so forth. When you look at them, you realize that's the Festival of New Beginnings. And I'm looking at the decorations at the various things. I realize those are the herbs. That's the... Yeah, probably hints and, and, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. This entire tomb, you realize, is a brewer's test. If you can't figure out what something contains by either mm. – uh, by doing both drinking and tasting and contemplating mm. the, the context of the, mm-hmm. the carvings, like, then you're not worthy of knowing. You just by – your, by your four successes, I think you, you figured it out, right? This particular thing you're drinking now, you may not have discovered like a fantastical special brew that will give specific mechanical uh, effects. But you know for a fact that what you've just drunk, you've never tasted it before, this particular blend. You're pretty sure that Paul doesn't know it. With four, can I look around and go, wait, there it is. And I go to a carving and I start putting out the various herbs and so forth that are in that where I just not, drank. It's not in that sense. Like it's not, oh, it's not that sense? for particular herbs. Uh, you have to taste it to actually figure out what's in it. But oh, yeah. as, as you say, yes, absolutely. Like when you, when you have the taste and then you, you have the hint like, oh, yeah. This is a this is a harvest revelry. This is a, a fall revelry. This is a spring mm-hmm. revelry. And so yeah. the, they're more like associations. They're not like, mm-hmm. oh, this is symbolism for this herb. No, no, no. You have to taste yeah. it to taste. You know, yeah, oh, yeah. this came yeah. from here. I could spend. It's a liquid. Weeks gone. <laughs> yeah, I could spend weeks in here. Yes, learning. Good. <laughs> I'm looking at the spigots. Look at my empty mug. Put it down, and then turn. Look back at at Wastig, master. May I come back? And study. <laughs> I think. Well, you, you. I think you had better. He says, and, and uh, yeah, snaps his finger, and then your cup is full again. To Wastig. To me. <laughs> <laughs> to you. <laughs> Flint. Yeah, Wastig comes over to you suddenly, and he's like, "You're not drinking. You must be drinking. If you are in this hall, you must have a full belly." Uh, and there's a very like potent, like you will get drunk with us. Or else, <laughs> situation. So, do you want to keep your wits about you, or are you like, okay, fine, I'm giving in to the revel? Being shit faced drunk is not a, a mental image I have for Flint. So, I'll sip, taste. I appreciate the craft. So, you are truly a master of the work. I think we have a versus test here. So, should we even bother with what the win outcome is and just tell me what that loses. <laughs> 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 no, no, this is this is cool. We're not we're not gonna do any any particular like uh you know scary things. You could still succeed. If you have a particular argument you want to put forth that, that you think he might buy, you could use one of your skills for sure. Skill that <laughs> to convince him. 
Yeah, if you, if you have an argument, you could use persuasion. My, my argument is greed. I am a fan of arts and craftsmanship, but you know, not like gold or anything like that. And I'll describe in the most flowery language I can how good this drink is. And to guzzle it would disrespect it. Okay, okay. You may have some weak ground to stand on with that argument, <laughs> uh, considering who you're talking to. Um, I, I did not <clears throat> say it was a sound argument. <laughs> it is just Flint sometimes as a control freak. I am oddly likable, and I have good intentions. <laughs> I'll give you a, a an advantage die for oddly likable, for sure. But, it's I mean, it's going to be persuasion, which you're learning. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> So for now, just uh, test persuasion at it, and I'm going to roll for Wastig. You can't offer me a compel to help Wastig, can you? Because it seems almost like I should be. <laughs> if, you, if you want to, it's it's up to you, right? You can totally see what's going on here. Oh, of course, I join too. Lad, drink! Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> You're smoked now. <laughs> yeah, well, hey. Come on, Clint. How often do you get a drink with a a legend of dwarven history? You know, if you get drunk here, and you get blind drunk here, crazy drunk, you're going to end up spending more time here than than is uh, prudent. And whatever is going on back in camp is probably going to start developing in a serious manner, and you won't won't necessarily have the chance to stop or intervene or get to the bottom of what's going on with the unluff situation do you want to stick with that belief and be like nope no i'm a no nope <laughs> i have duties to to attend things i need to do so yeah i'm gonna yeah. stick to my guns on this all right cool cool it says to do drinking parties all fine and dandy but i have dwarves that i need to tend to it says drinking in the face of potential disaster is foolish Right, so you you uh, you evolve your argument to like now that the others are are getting in on it, right? Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, if I can invoke shield of the dwarves, I, I'm protecting the other dwarves. I'm not here getting shit faced. I think I meant that in a more literal sense. That's but but <laughs> no. Uh, I'll I'll be very nice and allow you to have that, so you get a bonus for that mm-hmm. and advantage die and your five skill there. I'm going to fail, but I'm still tempted to spend. Uh, you, you may not fail. I could roll entire an entire host of mm. traders. I'm going to throw Arda at it because it is important to Flint to mm-hmm. not get totally trashed. You ring out two successes, no sixes. Okay. So Flint, I assume you're helping with persuasion, Fandral. Sure, whatever persuasion, etiquette, uh, whatever you think. Uh, well, I mean, uh, it sounded like you were like, oh, come on. Yeah, gang up on me. It didn't sound like, you know, hey, you're insulting this guy because we're in his that hole and it. stuff. Like, it, it sounded yeah. more like persuasion to me. Sure. And yeah. Wolfkill, what are you helping with? Slap me on the shoulder. Come on, drink up. Of course, persuasion. Three. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so two advantage dice for Wolfstig. Uh, here we go. Here we go. Four oh. successes and a six. And of course, it's a notorious debate, so it, uh, I'll open that. But it doesn't really matter because you you failed. 
I mean, against your better wit and you're, you're roped into this. I mean, if you want to, you could attempt to test drunking to like keep your wits about you. Absolutely. <laughs> and not get shit faced. And yeah. Cause now you're, you're dragged into the situation where you can't refuse, but now you can at, at least attempt to like mitigate how bad it gets. Drunking is based on your will and forte. So you need well, to hit that, That's will. another learning skill for me. Yeah. Okay, well, let, let's go with uh, drunking. Uh, I'm, I am yeah. going to lean upon the uh, expert here mm-hmm. and have Fandral uh, back me up, if you will, since <laughs> since I am now drinking with him. Is it Fandral's intent to help Flint not get shit-faced? I don't know how I would do that. Well, just work in moderation. It it if, doesn't seem like it's a thing that's uh, high on his priority. Yeah. No, and Ufkel's busy moving your hand around different spigots. Try this one. Yes, yeah, <laughs> you're, you're the bad example. <laughs> you get a little hint of black cherry with that one. Unless I could like uh, command you to enjoy yourself without exceeding what's going to impair your judgment. Ask yourself: Is that something that's going through Fandral's mind in his drunken state? Of course not. No. no. <laughs> Okay, well, well, in that case, can I draw negative inspiration from uh, Ufkel and say, oh, I don't want to be sloppy drunk like that. Unless I could help him, because I, since he's doing this for I'm singing, and if he's singing with us, that gives him less time to actually drink. Now, that is a good example. That's mm-hmm. actually pretty good. So totally help him with singing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think considering the, the wealth and variety and and potency of the brews on offer like this would be an ob three at least okay well, for a rousing chorus of the, the hedgehog cannot be buggered at all yeah the hedgehog that, that that's the spirit animal of the dwarves <laughs> small prickly yeah that sounds about right he said obstacle three <laughs> halfway Ooh. oh and no six is okay all right yeah, I mean, the singing, unfortunately, does not help. <laughs> you, you, you get into the singing and the drinking. The, the, I think the singing just ends up making, like, you realize you've drunk your cup, and then, like, oh, I need more. This is <laughs> thirsty work. Yes, you're like, oh, I'm parched. I'll, I'm going to close the scene on, on all of you surrendering to a drunken revel inside Wastig's tomb. Him standing there laughing his ass off. <laughs> I, I can just hear the dwarven voices echoing down the, the corner. Perhaps even all the way back to the ruins of the brewery. <laughs> Working, cleaning, and uh, all suddenly heads pop up. Someone's drinking somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> we have all that. And then uh, what's what's the next thing when, when like... Uh, an indeterminate amount of time pints later. later and pints in the time sense. We see you, I don't know, exiting the tomb or bidding our farewells to Wastig, thanking him for his hospitality and his help. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is this like at the end of it, and you're kind of like sort of tired, drunk, or or is it uh, you've you've slept there and you've waken, woken up and you're kind of like, oh, oh okay. Well, I don't think no. most tombs have a built-in toilet, so 
we we got to go talk to a man about a horse or something <laughs> dwarvish like that. There, there yeah. is a tiny stream outside the tomb, so I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we all go contribute to making a larger stream. <laughs> I assume you return to the yeah. um, the camp proper. Of course, you know once we wake up, once we wake up in the morning or wake up, this being magical, Nog, we ain't got any hangovers. Uh huh. You wish. <laughs> Probably not as terrible as as uh, as beer, considering you get bonuses, mm-hmm. bonus health tests uh, drinking nog. If there is one, you recover much faster. I'll ask, just because I'm a greedy little dwarf. Does drinking all the spiritual nog actually accelerate healing for those of us that might be wounded a bit? Unfortunately, since you already made your health test and and it didn't go so well, uh, it's not mm-hmm. going to accelerate. The healing per se, like you might knock a day or two off, but it's still going to take several uh, weeks. You would have to just knock consistently every every day. <laughs> tempt me. So anyway, okay. So you I make wish it back. Arya's here because we 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 need some biting commentary on <laughs> yeah, irresponsibility. <laughs> I, I can just see coming back into camp. Wastig was a Mario soul. A Mario soul was he. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you're not in the fittest state to, you know, notice a bunch of things when you come back. You're kind of drunk and and so forth, and and you mm. end up in that sodden slumber. And you, the next mm. morning, you you come to all of you and uh, don't feel as probably, bad as you might expect. Um, probably probably still drunk. Yeah, Fandral. Uh, oh, I need the name list. Your your helper, your little note taker, Sigbert. Sigbert. He I think he wakes you a little earlier than you would have liked and he says uh prince prince uh some something's uh, going on down with the um the 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 company roars old company they they're it's some sort of hullabaloo I think you you need to come and and have a look <sighs> all right I'll get up and grab my stuff and stomp over there I think the rest, the the other two of you, Flint, especially since you're kind of you're closer. I assume that that you have your cot closer to the rest of the kind of rank and file. You're you're woken up by this kind of noise, or maybe you didn't. Maybe you you, you know you're in and out of sleep, and then like oh, there's they just won't shut up. So yeah. you get up. So uh, what's the chance I was actually sleeping in my armor? <laughs> very high. <laughs> <laughs> and I think uh, among the few brewers who are still in camp, uh, some of them, I think you're awake, awakened as well. They're Ulfkill with the, their excitement about like something going on in camp. The, they point you as well to um, the, the kind of like divided camp of Roars, formerly Roars band. Uh, okay, I'll go check it out. Uh, Where's my well, pants? Right. You all come into uh, the camp. Their little side there. There are two like larger kind of halls uh, in this um, area. Uh, the space uh, interconnected. Something is is uh, like there, there's a great big hullabaloo around uh, Jorig's side of the camp, um, and you come down to find uh, Jorig's faction facing off against Mel's faction. It's not like an all-out brawl or anything or an or an outright fight but uh they're up in each other's faces they're pointing fingers they're screaming 
you find uh, Jorig sitting on the stone floor. Somebody has uh, like axed his leg. There's uh, another dwarf, Unlaf, uh, who appears to be uh, he appears to be knocked out or something. He's just uh, in a, in a sprawled in a pile in between uh, these uh, these uh, groups. You don't see uh, Mel anywhere, but you see Mel's like uh, little uh, Mel's like lieutenants, for lack of a better term, uh, bringing up the this uh, whatever complaint they have. So what do you guys do? No, like I said, nobody's come to blows, but there are like knives and axes out. Wait, so someone had his leg axe though. You yeah, you you can see that uh, Jorig is sitting down and his thigh is bleeding, like he's he's been given an axe wound in the leg. He's mm. sort of uh, holding it. Pandrel's gonna come in, shouting and taking control of the situation and telling everybody, "Calm down and shut up." Right. I think you have. Uh, who did you leave? Was it Cutthread? Right. So uh, he he is of course there and he's trying to like uh, he he's backing you up. If Flint can make it in time, uh, he'll gladly throw in some intimidation as the uh, Prince's axe man. Awesome. Uh, if you want to calm things down to uh, to like to a point where you can have a conversation or, or uh, a mediation of some kind, I think considering considering your rank, it's going to be command. Uh, and anybody, Cuthbert can help you. Flint can help you. Ulfkill, if you want to get involved, you can also help. Yeah, about best I can do is probably just a little coarse persuasion. You know, slapping f- folks and saying, "Yeah, we all need to get along. We got we have a common em- enemy, the dragon, and mm-hmm. you know, things yeah. like that." It's going to be an obstacle of uh, four. Uh, these guys are really heated up. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. Because right now you can't make heads or tails. Like, okay, what happened? Who did what? Very unclear. So, Fandral uh, rolls. Uh, you get two helping dice, right? Mm-hmm. All, all all in all, nobody has like five or better in command. That's helping. Yeah, E four. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Working my conspicuous because. Yeah. Hey. The prince is here. <laughs> if you succeed, you'll, you'll calm things down. If you don't succeed, then uh, you're going to be caught in a kind of like uh, in the middle of a kind of free for all. Um, and you're going to have to find some other way, maybe physically to like pacify them. This obstacle four. Yes. Yes. Okay. But I do have a call on trait. Uh, it's the driven one, isn't it? No, I have uh, galvanizing sing presence for a command. Oh, right, right, right. Awesome. Go for it. How many traders is that? That's a bunch. Four or five. All you need is one. And I got two more. You raise your voice. Uh, it rolls out over the crowd. Um, the presence, your presence here and the, the helping of your comrades uh, kind of calms things down enough that you can hear what people are saying. There's a mess of accusations of, of somebody beating somebody else or killing somebody else. Cuthred uh, yanks one of uh, males like lieutenants out uh, from the crowd, and he's like, uh, you know, here, uh, explain yourself to the prince. This uh, this lieutenant called Swaybard or Swaybard, uh, he's got these, uh, you know, fantastical like uh, kind of handlebar, no mutton chops, right? He's got these fantastical mut- mutton chops and a bit of a pop belly. Looks up at you and he says, uh, and he points down toward uh, Jorig, who's grimacing on the floor, uh, trying to staunch the bleeding. He says. That fucker killed Mel. He poisoned him. Where's Where's Mel's? Is he? He's dead. We've seen him. You don't see Mel anywhere here. Uh, it's possible he's back in his on his side of of the camp. Somebody 
get stone bones and slate. I'll run get stone bones. You know what? I'll, I'll work on uh, tending to uh, Jorig's wounds. I have field dress as a skill. Cool. Uh, cool, cool, cool. I can at least keep him alive. So, so while you're ducking down to do that, like somebody on on Yorick's side, you know, you can hear somebody go, "That's a lie!" Then they start, you know, hurling insults. But it doesn't devolve into this, like, "Okay, we're going to kill each other uh, again." The the guy they said did the poisonings there, right? Yep, the bleeder. So Jorig is the kind of leader of this side of the of this faction. The guy you you got the the nog from uh, previously, uh, the guy who was uh, working up to be an ally, whom Flint was uh, kind of buttering up as well. Now bandaging up. Yep. Hey, <laughs> that's how you make friends when you say, "I'll keep you from bleeding to death." Why do you think Jorig did this? What evidence do you have that he's done this? He starts with like this unsubstantiated, like uh, everybody knew that Jorig uh, wanted Mel dead. Mel was a better contender for everything. And then he goes and he points to the, the unconscious Unlaf on the floor. He got that rat, that traitor, to poison Mel's beer. And Mel drank it and he, and he choked to death on his own blood. We saw the money he had. He didn't have any money before. And, and then he points like he sticks a finger at, at uh, Jory like that was his gold. He's the only one who hoards his gold. <laughs> I mean, it's a funny statement coming from a dwarf, obviously. But when a dwarf says he's the only one who hoards his gold, like, you know, okay, okay, he really hoards his gold, right? Look at Jorig, and what do you have to say about this accusation? I think he just looks up at you, uh, kind of through the pain, and he, he says, I didn't kill anyone. They're all liars and cheats. And no, had no dealings with this, uh, what was his name, Unloff? Yeah. Um, While that's going on, I look in Jorig's eyes. I mean, like, look into his soul. So choose your words carefully. Uh, it's a pretty bad wound there, Flint. We'll, we'll get to your field dressing test in a moment. But uh, I think for the present, that means he has a negative for a few things. He says, um, I, I had dealings with Onlaf. He is to be married to my niece. Is it so wrong for a dwarf? To share some of his wealth with his kin. And, uh, you know, at that, uh, uh, Swaybard is like, uh, you know, you lying sack of shit. You know, and he spits at him. I will just uh, look at uh, Jorik. And you have been helpful in our cause here. If you've done something to hurt our cause, I would know it and I would know it now. Right. Uh, why don't you test, uh, uh, let's do a falsehood versus falsehood um, test to see if you can determine whether or not. Can't I intimidate it out of him? You you can certainly uh, intimidate out of him if you notice if you if you like figure out uh, that he's lying, right? If you get a sense that okay, this is totally probably a lie, then you can intimidate him into saying like, okay, I'm going to give you a chance here, but you don't come clean now. So let's do this falsehood first, and then depending on how that goes, maybe you're lucky and he's just learning to be falsehood to do falsehood. <laughs> he's injured, so falsehood is perception. Uh, uh, no, actually, I think it's Will. Will is usually the social stuff. Falsehood, yes. Will. Anyone listening to this conversation could also test falsehood. So, Flint, <laughs> you could also test falsehood if you wanted to. Sure. Doing this separately or helping? Uh, I think I think since we're not explicitly, like, you're not sitting here with the tribunal and, and conferring with each other, you're kind of, like, uh, at separate... Um, points i'm gonna call i'm gonna say that it's an individual kind of situation because uh 
I don't know what how Flint would react if he realizes it's a lie, or you know, I'm gonna leave that in Flint's hands. That's good because I, I do actually have a, a couple of ways I want to run this, depending on what I believe is true or false. Mm. Do do we have an obstacle for this? It's gonna be whatever he rolls, and he's hurt, so it's not gonna be terribly. You don't run the risk of having a horrifying obstacle. Just do a beginner's luck falsehood, which is based on will. I guess same thing for Fandral if he doesn't have falsehood. Of course not. Again, he's hurt. It's it's not going to be bad. Nah, we'll we'll skip on the archer for this one. I do get a six, so I might as well throw a fade on. Yeah, that could be a good idea. Actually, hold on to it for now. You don't know what he's rolled yet. So, and Flint, two. Yeah. And you got a six if you need it. So let's see what Jorig rolls. He gets one success. So the obstacle is two for you two. So Flint doesn't have to explode anything. Fandral does, uh, and you get. Um, yeah, yeah, he's lying about his relationship with, you know, the the nature of his uh, relationship with Olaf is a lie. Crap, and you both know it. <laughs> okay, well then, if I know it, then that's where I I, I want to know the truth of this, and I want to know it now. I'm, and I'll I'll speak up very loudly so that everybody can hear. Mm-hmm. There is a dragon in Scoria, and you are all. Fighting amongst each other. If you want to fight each other and die, you might as well leave now, because you will. So I want to know what happened here, and this will be the end of this. Uh, I think it's oratory, right? And you could totally fork in conspicuous intimidation. Persuasion. Yes. Command. Uh, Yes. Uh, I would like to flavor some intimidation into that, uh, if I can help. And... I'm also going to volunteer, definitely to Jorig, I say, I saw your transaction. All right. Okay. So, yeah, still helping. I mean, uh, the main the main thrust here is Jorig, and, and a lot of what the other people are going to do will depend on him, upon him. But I, I realize that you're addressing more than just him. Uh, that's an obstacle three. That's oratory, persuasion, command, intimidation, and help from Flint. And Flint's intimidation is four. Intimidation four. Okay, so one. Oh, Any sixes? Oh no. Well, this was—you said this was oratory, so I don't know that any of my cons will help me for that. Unfortunately, not. I think the consequence here is not uh, like that. You know, they suddenly fall into a frenzy of fighting or anything. I think you—you you still have the weight of your rank and being the prince and and having you carried having carried the expedition this far. So. You see a lot of the people just like look to Jorig and see what Jorig's about to do. Jorig, uh, uh, let's see how you do with your field dressing first, and I'll, I'll give you a sense of um, <laughs> how bad off he is. So the obstacle, um, if you want to just staunch the wound here, is going to be it is a midi wound. So the obstacle here is four for treatment. Holy shit! Well, <laughs> we'll burn the persona. Fool of a dwarf. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is like an actual treatment kind of thing. But we're only looking for you to staunch the bleeding, right? Yeah. Yeah, in that case, field dressing is two. Okay. But you know what? We'll still, yeah. we'll still burn art on it. Because, you know, having him die before, before we execute him, yeah, it's bad form. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, we'll spend a fate point and roll that uh, six. <laughs> yes! <laughs> we kept him alive. 
stop the bleeding. He's still hurt. He hasn't recovered. He'll he'll have to go see Stonebones before Stonebones and and Hofkel come back. Uh, we see Jorig. You know, you, you're clouting his wound there. He kind of gingerly gets up on a knee and then gets up on his good leg while you're like you you have his other leg lifted and you're you're clouting it and he's like he's uh, using you for for support and he looks around and he says I I confess I did conspire with Unlove to get rid of Mel but only because Mel was sewing uh, no that's not what he says uh, only because Mel was trying to tear this company apart he was a liability and he was not loyal to you and that when he says you he like looks to Fandral it may not have been the most honorable way of getting rid of Mel but it was a necessity. And you can see, like, all around you that you can see a bit of doubt in Mel's uh, faction. And you see, like, nodding heads among uh, Jorig's faction. Like, uh, this suddenly didn't go, like, too well. Now it seems like he has a lot of support. Or at least, you know, uh, Mel's faction isn't going after him. Uh, and his own faction is like, yep, yeah, yep, that cements our position. Yep, totally. That needed to happen. So the chance of you making some sort of example of of Jorig or like you know if you wanted to punish him officially that's not going to go over well with him you can still do it but yeah the the the, the kind of social momentum has gone in the you know in the direction of Mel uh, Jorig my apologies I try to shift it at least come explain to me what he was doing and anyone else who has any issues that are causing fractions in this group Talk to me about it before you go killing anybody over it. <laughs> I will solve it. <laughs> Jorg inclines his head as if like to say that. I think he says as well, um, yes, that was perhaps poor judgment. He doesn't say perhaps that was poor judgment. He, uh, he acknowledges that. So he, he acknowledges that he's in the wrong and the other dwarves are like, okay, he was in the wrong, but he did it for the right reason kind of deal. But yeah, he totally goes along with, with um, whatever you have in mind. So, and I guess I want him to explain what what has driven him to this horrible. Right. Act. So, so do you like hobble away and and have that privately, or do you have it in front of everybody? We'll be like carrying him off to Stone Bones or something. Right. So you kind of meet up with Stone Bones and Ulfkill on the way, and you you help Ooh. him away to the cots, right? And we see in the fiction we see Slate being there helping with treating the wound, but but he's not you know talking. Maybe he's working with the unconscious one, Unlaf. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll, well, we can. We can. Oh, okay. Maybe we'll we'll deal with the Bruna thing. Maybe you'll notice that a little later there, Flint. Um, Flint notice something. <laughs> <laughs> How cute. So once he's in a cot, uh, on a cot, uh, Jorg explains that uh, uh, you know he says I tried to make uh, peace with Mel on a on a number of occasions, but he wouldn't have it. He kept poisoning uh, the dwarves against me and against you for not, well, let's say he didn't appreciate you uh, assigning Cuthred as, uh, as above him. You understand? Cuthred was not part of our band. And I had to do something, and you were all busy. I recognized the error of my ways, but uh, it had to be done. He would have continued to, to do worse, I'm sure. Where did you get this? Poison was something that. Uh, oh yeah, Unlove is also being carried in because he was just knocked unconscious. He's like kind of coming to, uh, came to before, but uh, you know, and uh, he can corroborate that he uh, uh, stole some of the uh, supplies from here in order to poison Mel. Clearly, they fucked it up. 
they messed it up because uh, it was supposed to be like, oh, he's just going to go to sleep. It was natural causes. Totally cool, right? Uh, you know, maybe he was sick or something, but he ended up having a they, – they aren't herbalists the way um, Slate and, and Stomos are, so they messed it up, and, and uh, Mel had this really horrible reaction where he was vomiting blood and choking and de- died very you know publicly. And uh, Onlaf seems very like when he's come to here, uh, you know, he's he's uh, Jorik doesn't seem like terribly like sorry. He recognizes that he made a bad call, whereas Onlaf is like much more. He gives the impression of like regretting what he did. He's uh, holding his head and uh, kind of nodding. It's like I, I I shouldn't have done it. We shouldn't have done it. That was the worst death. I uh, and he offers uh, as well, like to to you, Fandral, like uh, I I will take I will take a punishment if if a punishment is needed uh, as an example. There's likely to be some dirty work ahead, and you have volunteered for it, and I'll let you know what it is when necessary. <laughs> You'll be helping Oof kill. Yeah, <laughs> wish it was that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think he makes actually an uh, an, an an honest, solemn like oath, like he swears. Uh, you know, I I swear on uh you know my name and and your right to the dragon throne that um you know whatever you need me to do i will do it look at jordan i'll go this isn't roar's band it isn't your band it's my band and i'll decide who leads and you have shown that it's not going to be you oh oh, oh okay um yeah give me a persuade with a command uh, i'll give you an advantage diagnosis of the situation but this is not like this is not to say, like, oh, you need to convince him that this is so. Uh, this is more to get him to accept that this is what's going to happen. If if you don't succeed here, he's he's going to have ideas, and they're going to go bad places. If you succeed, though, then he's going to just, like, swallow. He's going to accept that he made a, a bad call, and that was proof enough that he wasn't the right stuff. What's the uh, obstacle? Uh, three, since he's hurt. Can I help with my command? I don't know if you would be the one to tell him. Nah, nah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Turn and look at Flint. You're sharpening my ass. <laughs> I yeah, mean, hey. sure, okay, you, you could, you know, if you're just there, kind of hovering and having an axe there, you could you could add a, an intimidation die. Damn skippy. Yeah. I, I, I will bind you and protect you, but I will also lop your freaking head off. So that's, a, that's another difficult then for you, uh, yeah. Flint. So that's one more die from uh, Flint. Yes. There we go. <laughs> now I get all the <laughs> So yeah, you you uh, you pretty clearly utterly cow uh, Jorig, um, and it's it's a very bitter pill to swallow that he's not going to do any leading. But he is. He seems to recognize that it's probably the best course of action, and still keep his head attached. Yeah, I, th- I think he expresses something like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm sorry, Prince, that I, uh, I'm, I failed you, um, and I will, I will follow orders from now on. That's what he says. Like there was probably something else he was going to say, some suggestion, but then he like, okay, oh wait, okay, I have lost all currency here. You will be certainly in our struggle here. Be given opportunities to prove yourself. I hope you make the most of them. Thank you, thank you. I will. I will make sure that I do. Yeah, like both him and him and Olaf are like properly like, okay, fuck. <laughs> that didn't go well. 
Um, <laughs> considering the lack of a slate and the shape of your current beliefs, I'm I'm not super excited about forging on at this time. Now that we're actually kind of together in the infirmary, that's actually probably a, a good rally point for yeah. next Yeah, I think this is a good place to like uh, to cut it for today. Uh, short session, but lots of stuff, uh, developments, discoveries, and drama. And uh, let's do art awards. Let's, I guess, start with Slate so I can knock that out. So the belief he pursued uh, was something's wrong with Domos, and I will get to the bottom of my mentor's strange behavior. Uh, I think that's a fate point, so I'm going to award him a fate point. Uh, he didn't exactly uncover the ex- the extent, uh, unfortunately, today, but he certainly played it. Certainly some uh, good detective work. Yeah, uh, and there wasn't really any flint-type action or anything like that, so... Uh, I'll award him a fate for secretive as well, because that's that was kind of like he didn't. Well, no, he did actually confront him. Confront yeah, him. So well, that's not gonna happen. All right, least a fate. Early, early lead. Fandral. Uh, yeah, I'd say you you found a lead on maybe potentially an edge against the dragon in uh, the Blackstone Tomb in Wastig's Tomb. Like, what's the deal with this? Um, amulet that you have or, or like this pendant and uh, dwarf spirits that's like an interesting path you could um, further research uh, so I'm going to give you a, a, a persona for that I think you certainly got in, in with uh, Wastig to like yeah, uh, um, y- y- you you tried to get w- uh, you know Wastig to see uh, or at least take Ulfkillandra's wing or something right so um I certainly think you helped Ulfkill recovery, uh, recover brewing secrets from the Blackstone Brewers Tomb Vault. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep, yep. So that's another persona. I don't think anything in particular other than that super came up. Do you think any particular character trait came up for you that I missed? Certainly. King Art of the Mountain had to deal with craziness there. Yeah. Let's, let's give you a fate for that. And for Flint. I didn't gain any additional wounds. Woohoo! <laughs> you do earn a fate for attempting to keep the drunkards out of trouble. That wasn't exactly um, successful. Su- didn't exactly go that way, but um, well, no, we never did get in trouble. We just got drunk. Uh, I would argue that uh, <laughs> missing the opportunity to stop Mel's uh, death was <sighs> certainly trouble. Mel. You certainly did try to like, uh, and I think you you tried to go for the look into Unlaf's deal as well. So two fate. Dutiful and uh, oddly likable if you're looking at traits. I don't know if they drove the... Um, Good story. intentions? This is like, keep him alive. <laughs> 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 so nobody died on my watch. I'll give you dutiful. At least you you, you certainly embodied that, um, that trait, mm. so take fate for that. Let's go to... Okay. Oh, you... Well, I... I, hmm. I, <laughs> I, I plumbed the deeper meanings of, of the tomb. You did that. I don't know if you helped the prince understand the contents of a tomb. I haven't explained it to him. You're right. But the, it may also be, a, I mean, would you like to rephrase it? Because what you were doing wasn't really like, hey, I'm going to teach the prince about stuff. It was more like, to be uh, fair, to be fair, it, it's a separate belief. I mean, you did take back the, you know, I want to retrieve lost nog recipes. And you did that. You got one for sure. Yeah. I mean, if I would rephrase it too, I will understand the contents of the two of us. They can just drop the word, help the prince out. Then yep. 
Yeah, I think I'll do that now. Well, and unfortunately, you didn't do that. And you did have belief number two, which was about, you know, discovering something in the Yeah. Uh, so I think so, you did that. That's the persona. Belief one, fate. Mm, I don't know if you leaned into teaching uh, or helping the prince. Uh, nah. in this, in this regard. I think you were kind of busy figuring out the, the brew. And then uh, yeah. uh, Fandral and, and Flint went off to like. Do their thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'll go with that. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? When in doubt, taste it. I sure as hell did that. I don't think when in doubt, taste it got you into trouble. All right. So, so, but you, you have drunk. taster. You have taster yeah, yeah. as a trait. And that was what I, I figured. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's one persona, one fate. So let's go. Let's go on to um, the more specific things. Like, ooh, I do seem to recall a couple of humor moments. I know there were a couple of moments. I don't remember them specifically for some reason, but I when think you were in we the might two- have all taken our turn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, take a fate, all of you, for, for humor there. Take an embodiment as well, Fandral persona, for the, the end oration there and getting into, like, prince mode. Now we're down to workhorse and MVP. Any... Whoa, 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 whoa. Who would you consider to be the helper here? The, the most prominent helper or... or person with the gear i'm gonna nominate myself because i was a fork and fool today he was i don't have a vote but i might suggest slate considering the behind the scenes sleuthing oh yeah yeah which yeah. may have severe well which may have meaningful consequences in the future yeah yeah i can see that going both ways i'll let you two uh suss it out what do you think dirk i could go either way too on workhorse to think back to what uh, the Slate stuff. So Slate uh, decided to investigate what what was up with Stonebones. Uh, he found out that Stonebones had been essentially making poisons with his apothecary kit. Uh, and then he got Stonebones to stop treating people and go to bed. So um, he mm-hmm. could take over uh, the treatment at least temporarily. Mm, that sounds important. Yeah, It kind of does, it. doesn't it? Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not saying Flint wasn't important, but um, you know, now, if it was Flint voting, he would definitely give it to Slate because that further the cha- chances that Bruna doesn't get killed. <laughs> Let's give him workhorse, yeah. And MVP. <clears throat> oh, that's a tough choice because mm-hmm. we have the the prince who kept the camp from falling into chaos. But we also have uh, Ufkel, who yeah. uh, fa- delved and discovered greater secrets uh, for Nogging. I'd go with this being the, the Ufkel. Sure. The more Ufkel spotlight episode. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Yay. Take a persona. No mold breakers this time around? Don't think so. I don't think you went against any of your beliefs, per se. I was uh, thinking I was thinking of Slate. Not Slate, of, of Flint. He was. He did have a hard, rock and a hard place there. End up getting drunk. I don't think he had a rock and a hard I, place kind of thing. Yeah, I think he always. Ent- I mean, you tell me. I I got the impression that he was like. No. I thought he was on keel. Yeah, yeah. straight and narrow. We're not going to do the whole. Mm-hmm. If you give some for bravery in the face mm-hmm. of spiritual drunkards, then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm glad that we got to do some beards. Uh, Yay. Cool, cool. Thank you for today. I hope you had fun. Thank you. Definitely. Thank you very much. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 
all the discussion that we, nice discussion we had about feedback. Yeah, I wasn't recording any of that. I hadn't started the recording. <laughs> oh, snot. <laughs> Once more with feeling. Well, I've got a warm fuzzy from it. <laughs> do we want to do a recap or should we do it next time? We want to start with the, the MeWe one where David said, I really enjoyed the podcast. Unlike a lot of other fate podcasts I've listened to where players are new to the system, you and your players really take full advantage of CAA, which is create an advantage, boosts and consequences. Well done. I enjoyed it. Year, years of training. We had mentioned Jeremy. Uh, what was his last name again? Friesland something. Yeah. Who has the takeonrules.com blog where he uh, has the article, Kibitzing, Burning Beards, or Thinking Up Consequences of Failure. Another happy listener. We have uh, Eight Ball, wherever heck his name was. Yes, while we do appreciate you coming at us on the Podbean site, go to our Facebook page or go to our Google Plus Places page while it lasts, uh, or go to our MeWe page and comment there because we'll see that much quicker than on the Podbean site. Yes, that was his comment on the Mutant Chronicles. This game has a special place in my heart. Inserting the editorial thing that Wilhelm has, I wish there were more APs for it like this one. And since you asked, I actually came across three of them. An old podcast called 20 Weeks of Hell. If you Google Mutant Chronicles, you'll find it. Uh, they have a quick play session and uh, a discussion at the end. Well worth listening to. Very silly. Uh, the pa Fandible Podcast Network has uh, a several part series uh, where they run a Savage Worlds version of Mutant Chronicles, also worth listening to. And in the uh, rare event that you are conversant with Swedish, there is a YouTube slash streaming group uh, called Rollspels Mondag, who play the Dark Symmetry 3rd Edition uh, campaign with some very silly stuff. Uh, okay, and then I found the five-star reviews in foreign countries that we had. Uh, one is Really love listening to this group. While listening to this podcast, I feel like I'm right at the table with them. Enjoy the banter and witty comments. They remind me of my own group from years ago. Keep up the good work. That's from Fudge Moss in Canada. <laughs> and we've got uh, Fantastic. While sound quality may be off a little, the joy of gaming and willingness to do the story justice is great. The Uncharted Worlds is well worth the listen, just off to listen to some of the other playthroughs. Yeah, the, we had the audio problems on the Uncharted Worlds for the first two or three. That's from Dice Roller in Great Britain. Cool. Cheers, mate. That's Great Britain, not Australia. <laughs> yeah. Actual Nog is magical, so fuck off. If you want to contact us, we have a Facebook page. We started a Google Plus community. There's our forums, sundayskypers.freeforums.org. There's email, sundayskypers at zoho.com. That's sundayskypers, all one word, at zoho.com. And, of course, there's always telepathy.